0: Welcome to the Home Loan NBA, the show that demystifies the home financing process for all, whether you are buying your first home or are a seasoned investor. This is for you. I am your host, Ivan Aragon. This podcast is for informational and illustrative purposes only. It is not an offer or solicitation for a mortgage loan or any other service. It is not legal or financial advice even though the host is a licensed mortgage loan originator. Welcome to the Home Loan MBA, where we demystify the home buying process. I'm your host, Ivan Aragon, and today I'm super excited to speak about first-time home buying process and some of the things that we overlook. And to do so, today we have one of my uh, favorite uh, real estate Professionals in Arizona, uh, Ralph Watkins, who's a broker owner of Watkins Real Estate. He's a native Arizona and he's been in business for over thirty years. And him and his wife Michelle are just one of the top notch teams and the best people that I that I know personally. Uh, they serve all Arizona's real estate needs, and I uh, I've worked with them in the past, and they uh, they really do take care of uh, all of my clients, and I take care of their clients, and they they. They do a great job, especially with first-time home buyers, and so I'm just glad that Ralph is joining us today. So, Ralph, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ivan. I appreciate. It. Glad to be on your show today. Well, uh, you know, let's get let's get right to it. Uh, you know, we we talk about this this first-time home buying thing, and it's a it's a perfect term that's used in the industry all the time. And first-time home buyers and buying the home and the things that you have to do. Uh, and you know, we're not going to talk about, um, choosing professionals today. I want to talk about specifically about the home and the things that, uh, that you see on the real estate side that people just don't, uh, don't really think about. Uh, I think we, we overlook a lot of those aspects. We make, uh, we make real estate transactional sometimes just for, for us as professionals, right. Where we don't, uh, we don't think about the. Uh, we do it a lot that we don't think about specific things that people should be looking for.
1: Exactly. Ivan. let me tell you something. The first time home buyer, it's a huge elephant, but you an elephant one bite at a time. Okay. And I got to understand, I, you have to understand is that it's a, it is a very emotional buy for someone to buy the first time home. Okay. And it can be very scary. It can be, but that's why that if you're working okay with the right team, involved involved you can limit this down this you simply making just some good choices it's, it's very important that when you're going to look at buying your first home is that you kind of have a parameter of an area that you'd like to search in you want you don't want to be saying well, I just want to be within this 15 square miles okay that that's too big of a search you want to narrow your search down to either a neighborhood or possibly a builder or or, or just a cross street, so say it's a major cross street, you start looking very small so your search is smaller to start with. Then you can identify what you like, what you don't like about a residence or about a neighborhood, and then you can increase that size once you identify that.
0: Oh, well, let's, let's start with that. You just mentioned uh, the neighborhood, right? And one of the things that, that people overlook or that, that people should be researching, actually, it's not even say overlooked, it should be looking at, uh, in regards to a neighborhood or well, an area of town?
1: I think the the largest thing is that, that people, they, that drives people to buy new homes, okay, on a first-time home, is their commute time. If they're commuting to back and forth to work, that's huge. They want to make sure that they have fast access to the freeways or that if they work from home, then they have a, they're in a neighborhood that they can actually work from home, that they feel comfortable working. The second thing that drives people is looking for the, they have children. You got children if they're not homeschooled; they're in school you want to look at the districts you want to look at the school you want to know how far it is your kids are going to go to school and how far you're going to have to either take them to school or is it something they can walk to school or bus to school those are really important things that you have to identify then the third thing is you want to base your identify is that if you have children you want to look at the crime record you want to look up you can get on the on police records and you can look for criminal records in, in that neighborhood and who lives in your neighborhood. And that's, that's absolutely imperative. Another thing you wanna look at is your city or government. You wanna look at what, what city you're gonna live in, okay? And what improvements they've made in the city. Those are kind of the lesser end of the things that are, are really important because people just drive up and they see a home, I love this home, and they don't look at anything else. And they have to be able to look at, find out what is in the neighborhood and what services are offered.
0: Now, you mentioned services offered. Uh, Now, like if you're looking at uh, in in different areas, you might have different utility providers or different internet providers. Why is that important for people to look at? I mean, it's something that just seems like you just assume everything's going to be there. But why is that important?
1: Well, not all neighborhoods, especially older neighborhoods, don't have a lot of the, the services that you would think. Okay, take for instance, like, I love gas, I wanna have a gas stove, I wanna have a gas hot water heater, I wanna have a gas heat pump, okay? Well, you know what, you gotta have gas. You gotta make sure you have <laughs> a gas provider on the street. Okay. If you don't have a gas provider, you're not gonna have it, okay? Another thing is that if you work from home, right, and it's necessary for you to have high speed internet, not all high speeds are created equally, right? Some, equal. Some high speeds are, are a lot slower than other ones, okay? In the neighborhood. You have to make sure what's in the street Okay, what's available to you? Do they have fiber optics or what do they have? Those are things you want to know before you even choose a home and start getting your heart set on something. And because you want to know what, the, what service you want to make sure that they have local government, they have city pickup, they have dry garbage pickup. You, you want to make sure where your mailbox is. Is it come to the mail, come to the house? Is there a cluster mailbox? These are all things that are important that you have to identify and know before you start making an offer on a home.
0: And, and these are things that uh, I think with your user experience you mentioned, that they become pet peeves, right? Yes, uh, That <laughs> That you may think, oh, that will, I'll never bother me. I don't even want to think about it. But you have to consider it uh, or else you're, you're stuck in that home for a while. And, and uh, it's, it's not like a six-month lease or anything like that.
1: And, Ivan, I'm not talking about having to go in and go to the government offices and do a bunch of research by just being conscious and driving the neighborhood and looking on on a couple different occasions, you can see what's on the street. You can see what's available. You know, who's there. Uh, You know, what what the trash pickup, you know, if it's sewer, if it's septic, you know, all these things just by just doing a little bit of research and, uh, and and just driving the neighborhood.
0: Well, let's keep, let's keep on that Uh, on research. Uh, What are like some of the things that, people should be looking you know i i went out with you with Ralph and Michelle we looked at some homes and uh maybe i i see a home that that i kind of like and we're going to make an offer on it what should i be looking about that specific home as a first time home buyer what are the things that i that i may uh ignore
1: the very first thing i look at in any home is the roof because that is such a huge number okay so you always look at the roof. You always look at air conditioning. AC in Arizona is absolutely imperative, just like in California. So we have to look at the age of those units, and we can't really identify what the age of the units are without getting on the roof and a dinner. But I guarantee you, we can come pretty close by just looking at that age, that uh, air conditioning unit, what the age is, and we can look at the roof and we can tell if it's sunbeat or not. Once you get inside the house, you can see if there's any leaks in the house because those are things that most first-time home buyers do not have the financial capability to be able to recover from. If they buy the home, they can't go back in and, try and put $20,000 in the roof the next year. That's not that's not in their budget. And that's why as I, as a professional, I always look at those things ahead of time and I direct them and say, you know what? This house has got an older roof. If you're gonna be replacing it in five years. Are you gonna be in a financial situation to be able to come up with $25,000 to do it? Those are the things I ask them and those are the things I look for. The next big ticket item in the house is has got to be the kitchens and the bathrooms. Right? If the kitchens and bathrooms are out, out, out outdated, okay, and their original original uh, equipment, you have to be able to identify that. And once you identify that, once you know that, well, then you can tell them, hey, you're going to have to, at some point in time, redo this. Okay, Are you going to be financing this situation to be able to do this? And, and you bring their attention not to kill the cell by no means. It's to help help them make a good decision, so they financially know what to expect and what they're going to what expenses are going to be in the upcoming future.
0: I mean, so you discussed uh, like the kitchen and the bathrooms. What other things uh, in the inside of the home should people be uh, be looking for? Inside the home, well, yes, they should, they should be looking at the carpets. They should be looking at the tile. They should look at the
1: flooring. Flooring is another expensive thing that people get in, that they get in the home should look at the, the paint. When is the paint? How long is the hold is the paint? Okay. Now if they're a handyman and a fix-up guy and that's what they're looking for, that's perfectly fine. But we sell a lot of homes that people just barely have enough money to get into the home, let alone be able to do any major repairs once they get inside the home.
0: Exactly. Uh now let's uh let's look about the 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 property uh and the research that people should be uh, should be doing about the property and, uh, and things that they should be looking at. Um, what are some of the things that, that people should be looking at once they look at that home? What they
1: should look at once they look at the home? Well, yeah. they, sh- they should look at their neighbors. <laughs> they should look at the street. They should drive that neighborhood and drive that street at night and on weekends. Okay and they should make sure that that's an acceptable neighborhood for them and their family. Okay. Because what you see on a Monday afternoon, 11 o'clock, Monday morning, 11 o'clock is not what you're going to see at Friday night. at seven o'clock.
0: <laughs> that's certainly true for a lot of people, right?
1: <laughs> and and so you have to, you have to understand the neighborhood. Okay. And that's really important. A lot of people, they don't look at that. Okay. And you know, and especially first home buyers, because, they're just so excited about owning a home, and they fall in love with the home, and then they get in there and they find out that maybe the neighborhood does not offer everything that they like, or they have a neighbor. And you're not going to change your neighbors. Your neighbors are what they are; is what they are. You're not going to change them. And it's important that you you don't have to go next door and meet them and shake your hand and greet them, but you sure need to know what kind of what kind of home they have and what that, what kind of home they're. And that brings me down to HOAs. Okay, you either love HOAs or you hate them. Okay, uh, an HOA is a, is a, is a very good situation in a home for homeowners because the fact is that it keeps your neighborhood clean, it keeps everybody's pain, it keeps your value of your home current, it keeps you up, and that's why they have an HOA. If you're not an HOA person that you're going to violate things by parking and, and doing things illegal, you should probably look to your realtor and ask them to search homes that are not HOA. That so that you don't have to worry about being getting citations. Okay, if you're somebody that parks in your garage and moves your garbage out on Thursdays, okay, and clean keeps your yard nice and clean and keeps everything clean, you're an HOA person, and that helps you preserve your, protect your value, your home. All your neighbors are going to do the exact same things you do.
0: And speaking, I guess from the from the lender side, one of the things that is often overlooked uh, when you're budgeting for a home is that uh, a lender is going to give you an estimate on on what an HOA may be in the area you're you're looking at. But that is something that varies by neighborhood, and so sometimes these HOAs can be a lot more than the estimate that you thought of, or a lot less, right? Yes.
1: Uh,
0: and that's something that you have to uh, keep looking into. And something and,
1: on Ivan that we need to. This may be another podcast for us, but a solar. Okay, solar is something you have to prove, you have to qualify for, just like a loan. So if you see a house that got solar on it, you may not qualify. So there's three things you have to qualify for, the HOA, the solar, and the residence. And so all those things add up to one number uh, for, for a lender, and they can throw you over the edge where you can't qualify for that home just because it's got solar. And solar is very popular, and I'm advocate of solar, but yet on the same token, sometimes you have to qualify for that if it's not already been prepaid for. And that can be a very dangerous situation.
0: Correct. And that, that's something where we have to look at whether it's a loan, whether it's owned by you, whether it's a lease, uh, how long it's left on the lease and what the terms of that agreement are as well. Uh, some of those terms need to be corrected with, uh, to be okay with the lender, right? Because it's a, it's a lien on the property or on the personal property there. Uh, it could be seen as a lien on the property, even if it's uh the solar company tells you it 's not uh, so we talked about all these things and it just seems like people have to do all this research uh, but there 's one thing that i um in in most states uh, in most uh real estate associations there is uh the the major contracts have what we call an inspection period right that uh, obviously sometimes people waive but we never recommend. Can you tell us about what that inspection period is?
1: In Arizona, on the contract, it's 10 days, unless it's modified and we, sometimes we do more than 10 days if there's a, a longer inspection period. But that gives you an opportunity to get into the home, bring a licensed contractor, or, or an inspect home inspector, and he goes through with the fine tooth comb and, and looks at the house, looks at the roof, if they see the plumbing electrical, windows and everything. Because there's things that have to qualify, whether FHA, VA, or conventional loan, there's things that the house has to be up to speed on certain things or it won't qualify for that loan. Now those vary from from inspector to inspector, they go from 300 to 500 based on the square footage of home. And if you have a pool or jacuzzi, those are other added costs that go with it. But those are absolutely essential That during that that 10-day period. Also during that 10-day period, that is your opportunity to decide You like the home or you don't like the home. That's when you do your your neighborhood drive-bys. That's when you do your uh, your 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 personal inspection. They don't be if it's an occupied home. They kind of limit you how many times you get in the house. But a good time to get in there after the inspection report is is really a good time to get in there. But that's when you do all your due diligence and hopefully if your lender's up to speed and everything's approved, then you're going to order your appraisal in that time too. And that's why you and that's what moves along. Typically an escrow in Arizona is 30 days. And most lenders can get publicly under
0: and, and that inspection period, I think, is so important because you don't you're not you're not trying to make all these decisions and, and research on a walkthrough, right? When you're going to see the home for the first time. You're kind of making the bigger decision of this fits in general for what we want and this is if it all checks out, then we'll want this home, right? Uh, and it gives you that option to maybe drive by a couple nights a week. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, usually it's sometimes a 10 day period. So that gives you at least a weekend to go by there. Uh, and I think like in in some of the cases that I've seen is street parking. You may go see the house at 11 AM on a Monday, like you mentioned, and there's no one on the street and then you go on Friday night and the, the street is full and there's no street parking and it's uh it's really crowded. So th- those are things to, to look at, uh, uh, for people. Now, as we're going through all this, uh, Ralph, give me, uh, a, a good example of uh, of something that, that people, uh, should really rely on the real estate agent for help uh, in, in this first time home buying process, uh, and, and regarding the property.
1: Well, The entire thing is to have have an understanding and have trust in the realtor. Most most realtors know this like the back of their hand. They understand these things, and they're going to cut through the the tape for you, and they're going to cut through the smoke for you and allow you to see and bring all these things to your attention. They're going to tell you. So these are things that we're talking about they're not things you have to necessarily know yourself. Your professional will be able to have those things and tell you those things and give you those responsibilities, so he'll know what to look for. He'll tell you. Beautiful house, roof's a little old. You have to replace it. Let's drive this neighborhood night at five o'clock, and that can be done at, at, on your on your due diligence period. Also during your due diligence, everybody's like, my earnest money is it a risk? Is am I going to risk my earnest money? There's a a, uh, a, a there's a addendum in the contract that allows it to, for appraisal. If your property does not appraise, okay, for the value, okay, that you purchased it for, okay then you have you have an opportunity to not buy the property. Okay? So that is for your protection. Okay? And so you understand, your realtor will be able to tell you all these things. So basically all you have to do is dream about what you wanna do and trust the <laughs> professionals and trust your lender that he's gonna take care of you and he's not gonna over you. And if you're a couple thousand dollars off on your house, maybe a little higher or lower, we can call your lender and say, hey, listen, we found a house that's $5,000 more, do you think that's, can we do that? And he takes it into the store, the employee, takes all those things into consideration and it gives you a good letter. I, as a realtor, rely on my on that lender, okay, of his trust, okay, that he says what he can do is he's gonna get done. Because if he doesn't get done what he says he's gonna do, guess what? He's got some clients that are heartbroken and there's nothing worse than having a client that it gets a heart set on something dreams of playing in the backyard, dreams of riding their bikes down the street. Okay, and all of a sudden those dreams are shattered. That's what we really try to avoid. Try to yeah, and
0: then having that that professional just just helps you to know that, hey, it's gonna be the best shot you have and you're gonna get that property and be able to fulfill those dreams, right, of the first time home buyer. Yeah. And uh, perhaps as, uh, now as the we're talking about a big seller's market and we're talking about those contingencies, that are in the contract, you know, that inspection period, that appraisal. Um, do you recommend uh, first-time home buyers in, in your practice uh, to waive those?
1: Oh no, that's no, absolutely not. No, those are things. That's the tra- that's we got the training rules off. That you want to keep the training rules on during that time. That's imperative. You don't want to waive anything on the contract unless that unless that your realtor and lender agree that that's probably your best your best advice for you to do it the, the thing we find in arizona right now is we see multiple offers of home okay and if you have a realtor that knows his business he will build a relationship with that selling realtor okay so he can get find out the information to give you the best shot at getting okay that home bought because it's pretty competitive right now okay and the fact is that by having a good relationship with the the selling and the buying real, you don't have to have it, but your, your, your realtor has to have it, knowing what you can do and what you accomplish. And then follow up with a good lender, That it just throws you, throws you right to the A game.
0: Awesome. Well, on that note, uh, thank you so much, Ralph. Uh, I know we've done business for a long time, and um, I really appreciate it. Uh, and I know that um, if anybody in Arizona is looking uh, to speak to a real estate agent, Ralph would be more than happy to have a conversation with you. Uh, and, uh, if you want to speak to the better looking half of, of the team, Michelle, and she'll be happy to talk to you as well. And so, uh, thank you again for being on the show. I know we covered a lot. Uh, and for any of our listeners, feel free to chat if you have any, any questions or, uh, there's anything that, um, we maybe have, have missed or that you want to discuss about, uh, first time home buying and choosing that property, uh, make sure to reach out to us, uh, on our Instagram, uh, and on our Facebook. So thanks again. Uh, Look us up at Home Loan MBA.
1: Thank you, Ivan. I appreciate you being on. Let me be on your show. We love what we do.
0: The opinions given here are of the respective host and guests. They are general in nature and do not constitute specific advice. The host, Ivan Aragon, is an employee of P1 Home Loans NMLS 1857499 which has a mortgage broker license in Arizona of 1002194 and a California Finance Lenders Law License of 60 DBO 117389. The host, in Aragon, is a licensed loan originator in the state of Arizona with NMLS ID 1468842 and an originator license of 1003203 and additionally has this California DBO and MLO license number CA-DBO 1468842.